CBS News Bay Area. This is the Morning Edition. Ice coats in East Bay Highway this morning, and the Bay Area is likely to see more cold, wet, and even icy weather for the next few days. I have never really seen anything like it. Snow is falling once again in wine country. We'll tell you how long it'll stick around. And a police chase through Contra Costa County ends with an officer opening fire. How it all began and who police are still looking for this morning. Good morning and thanks for starting your Sunday with us. Today is March 5th. I'm Max Darrow. Let's start with a quick check of our weather with First Alert meteorologist Darren Peck. Well, we saw some of the best of the rain this morning move through in the overnight hours in a really well-organized line of somewhat moderate to heavy rain at times. Now we get into phase two, which means we're going to be looking at scattered showers pretty much throughout the entire day, on again, off again. There will be more time when it's not raining than when it is, and I think you can see how that looks when we take the future cast forward here from the 6 o'clock hour into the later hours of the morning. A few spotty showers cropping up, but they're few and far between. We're going to stay this way though for the next few days. So when we check back in together for the complete first alert forecast, I'm going to show you how many more days we keep doing this and we need to talk about snow in the Sierra. See you in a bit. If you were on the road in the early hours of the morning in the East Bay, this is likely what you saw. This is Fish Ranch Road at the Caldecott Tunnel. Hail, snow and even a sheet of ice coated Highway 24 in Orinda this morning. Here's another video of the storm. You can see it's just pummeling Orinda there. This is at Grizzly Peak. We're told the winds were whipping there as well. Drivers out on the roads there taking it slow, but there have been some issues on the roads throughout the morning. Snow clouds working hard in the North Bay. Caltrans crews in Napa County cleared snow along Highway 29 in the hills above Calistoga. Folks say it started coming down heavily just after 10 o'clock yesterday morning. I've heard of snow like this um, happening up here before, but that's way up at the peak. Um, but I have never heard, I've never seen snow this low in elevation. Snow is expected to keep falling in the upper elevations through this afternoon. On Mount Hamilton, the road to Lick Observatory is buried in snow. The astronomers there say they were finally able to get gas for their generator to turn the lights back on. They use their vehicles with four-wheel drive to bring food up to the mountain. Mount Diablo State Park is shutting down one of their main entrances this week. Northgate Road will be closed Tuesday and Wednesday. Park officials say they will be cleaning up storm damage and doing road repairs. Snow in the Sierra is causing problems this weekend for people trying to get up to Tahoe. Just take a look at these traffic cameras, four different vantage points all along Interstate 80. Caltrans has closed 80 at Colfax, saying the snow was falling faster than their plows could move. Tori Apodaca reports. I-80 has been closed here in Colfax all the way to the state line since Saturday afternoon. But Caltrans tells us they are letting some locals through as long as they're only going as far as Nyack. Only a select few getting the green light to go eastbound on I-80 after multiple spinouts in the snow shut it down Saturday afternoon. Trying to head home, you know. <laughs> Obviously, we're stuck, so it's been here for the last three hours. People like Miguel Salgado is trying to get his family home to Reno, but will likely have to wait it out overnight. And I just bought new tires, studded tires, so hopefully they would let us buy, but that didn't work either. This wasn't the snow trip most families had planned. We're supposed to go to Reno, but then we found this, so it looks cool, so yeah. 
I'm going skiing and uh, unfortunately we've been stuck for like four hours already. Many taking a break for some snowball fights and sledding as thousands in Grass Valley have been without power for nearly a week. It's not bad because I've got a generator, so pretty much runs the house. We just have to be careful on fuel. And Traffic on I-80 westbound also taking a lot longer than usual Saturday. Wait, normally takes three hours, took me a little over double. This truck driver finally removing the chains from his truck after a dangerous drive down the mountain. Like I've seen a couple of truck drivers and car drivers on their cell phone during the snowstorm driving. And I'm like, well, whatever happens, happens. Caltrans is not letting anyone travel to Truckee or Reno because of the rough road conditions. They say it likely will not reopen until sometime on Sunday. And in other news, a live look outside right now. The bright lights on the Bay Bridge that we have seen for years are about to go out for the time being, at least. The Bay Lights is a longstanding public art project. Our Betty Yu talked to the founder of the display, who says he's hopeful he can illuminate them again for a price. Tourists and locals alike took photos with the bay lights in the backdrop, which isn't uncommon on any night. But on Saturday, many people came out to savor the final sparkling moments. You got to make sure you're watching the lights tonight. Yes, that's right. It's the next to last night. For the last decade, the lights have served as a glittering display on the bay, visible from both sister restaurants, Epic Steak and Water Bar, managed by Pete Sitnik. There's a little bit of sadness in knowing that the bay lights are going to go dark. Uh, we've been here for the 10 year run that it's had, and we've been able to, along with everybody that's dined at Water Barn Epic, we've been able to take in the joy and happiness that it brings to people. At 8 p.m. on Sunday, on the 10th anniversary of its initial grand lighting, the artwork will go dark from Epic Steak. I think that people are still going to come to the restaurants because they love Water Bar. They love Epic, they love the waterfront. The view is still here, but it's just gonna be missing a certain piece of the ambiance that's been so special. Pete and Illuminate, the nonprofit behind the project, are confident the Bay Lights will come back in a new form once they raise the $11 million needed to fund a new system. $6 million has already been pledged and a crowdfunding effort is underway. We're not going dark tomorrow, we're going dormant. Illuminate founder Ben Davis said the current system of LEDs is failing at a rate faster than can be repaired. Parts of it are flickering and balding. A new system with double the amounts of LEDs would be custom engineered to perform in the harsh environmental conditions of the Bay. We're calling it the Bay Lights 360 because there'll be lights wrapped around both sides of the cables on the northern side of the western span of the Bay Bridge. That means you'll be able to see it from the Bayview. You'll be able to see it from Alameda. Many waterfront diners say the Bay Lights have always elevated the experience. Without the lights, it's just, it's just like a regular dinner, but it is what it is. They'll be back on. We've got our fingers crossed, and we're going to spread the word that if everybody comes through with the fundraising, Bay Lights will return. If you'd like to donate money to help bring the Bay Lights back, you can check out the Baylights360.org.
A developing story this morning. Pleasant Hill police are searching for a robbery suspect who they say may be armed. Pleasant Hill police say two people walked into a Verizon store on Contra Costa Boulevard around 3.30 yesterday afternoon. They threatened employees saying they had a gun and then they ran off after stealing several cell phones. Police say the suspects took off in a silver Lexus that officers later found in Concord. And when the cops confronted them, they refused to surrender. And that's when the car drove towards one of the officers who shot at the car. We're told bullets hit the Lexus, but not the driver. Officers took him into custody in Bay Point, but the second suspect ran away. Investigators are now looking for a woman in her mid-20s or 30s wearing a white shirt and black leggings. We're learning more about the moments leading up to the stabbing that killed a high school student in Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa police say two different groups of students were fighting outside of an art classroom in Montgomery High School. The two 16-year-old stabbing victims were in one group. The 15-year-old freshman suspect was in the other. Police say the two 16-year-olds then followed the freshman into the art class. That's when the fight continued and the freshman stabbed both of them. Police say they still don't know what led to the initial fight. Family and friends have been visiting the memorial at Montgomery High for the 16-year-old who's been identified as Jaden Pienta. Chaplains are there to comfort those who are there to mourn his death. Earlier on Friday, Santa Rosa students took to the streets in protest, some of them saying they don't feel safe coming to school. Before they marched, Maria Carrillo High School students rallied on campus to demand better security and communication from administrators. Among those who came to speak at the rally was Olivia Cruz, a junior from Montgomery High. She was Jaden's best friend and witnessed the aftermath of the stabbing. These three young boys had a history. The school knew about it. All, both two parents called the school multiple times about all, like their whole beef and all their drama, and nothing was done. The school district would not comment on what they knew or what intervention was done before the stabbing. Montgomery High was closed on Thursday and Friday, but will reopen tomorrow. Students plan to stage another walkout.